is an offering of Networks for Training and Development's online university. Welcome to Networks Live. Um, we're doing a series here at Networks for Training and Development on um, various things that we're doing in-house to um, maintain our business, to keep moving forward while we're working remotely. We've been in virtual work environment now for uh, several months, and we thought it was really apropos, um, given all that's happening out there in the world, uh, especially with the, uh, the COVID-19, uh, otherwise known as the coronavirus, um, that we kind of click record today and share a little bit about what we're, what we're up to. Um, so this title is actually officially called Getting to Know Networks, How We're Dealing with the Current Crises. Um, and the date is March 16th, 2020. And I'm joined with uh, several other of my colleagues, cohorts, buddies <laughs> here at Networks for Training and Development. And um, I'm Shauna Roman, Executive Director, and I'll get us started. Um, but others, please chime in. We want this to be conversational, okay? Definitely. Great. So um, we made an announcement that about a, a week or so ago that we were going, a, a couple of weeks ago, that we were officially going virtual. But it's definitely been a gradual process. And I kind of went back in preparation for today's call. We thought, you know, we're spending more, less and less time in the office, more and more time in our home offices. And when I thought back, probably over the last 10 years, um, at one point we had three active offices, one in Philadelphia, one in Northumberland County, one in Valley Forge. Then we transitioned to two offices uh, and then down to one office, I think maybe eight years ago. That sounds right, Jess, others, so maybe eight that years ago. Right. That sounds correct. Um, so we've, it's, there's been this natural progression uh, of us again, working on, um, working more remotely, uh, working smarter, not harder, I guess as some people say. We also did some experimenting with using co-op spaces um, there was one that we rented for a period of time to try to check that out. It didn't work at the time. So the co-op space would allow you to kind of come and go as you please. We'd have a dedicated office space with room for, I don't know, four or five of us to work in this space and have some files on site. Um, it didn't really work for a few different reasons. I think we learned from that. Um, I think last year it was a kind of a monumental moment when we decided to discontinue our copier lease, our big giant copier that was housed in our Valley Forge office. Um, so again, just all these kind of noticeable uh, benchmarks towards going 100% virtual. Um, at the start of the year, we decided to put the office in Valley Forge on the market. Um, and so it's currently up for sale um, and we're working exclusively from home. So I don't know if anyone else wants to share anything else about our announcement of being a virtual work environment, work team? Well, I know I shared with Michelle that I unearthed a file that you shared with me, uh, Rosa, after Mike passed. Mike was our ex executive director from the organization's inception until 2009, when unfortunately he passed away suddenly. But you had given me one of Mike's doodles during a meeting, and he was doing a time to think for himself, which is our way of dreaming for ourselves and what our future is going to look like in our company. And 
one of the things he wrote on there was explore the concept of a virtual office. So this wasn't new even back then, you know, it was something that was percolating and how do we do it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. It's been percolating for, for many years. So um, each of us have some additional things to share. So Rose, I'm going to pass it to you to talk about some other aspects of, of how we're doing this work. Thanks everyone. And thanks for that memory, Diane. Um, so yeah, I'm Rosa McAllister and Mike and I founded Networks together back in 1992, a long time ago. And we have always been, um, I would say, kind of sort of virtual in that we always had people that lived not necessarily real close to wherever our office was. Um, and we always encouraged people to kind of do whatever they needed to do to take care of themselves. Um, which meant if they needed to work different kind of hours to adjust them, we tried to have as much flex time as possible with folks to take into consideration their daily commute or what have you. And we encourage people to work from home. So this is not a new idea whatsoever within networks, but actually has been a fabric of who we are and how we've worked forever. Again, mostly this idea of trying to take care of ourselves. We never wanted networks to be an organization that was kind of your basic triangle with one person at top and everybody else larger and larger masses of people with a little voice down below. We always wanted this to be something that we made decisions together from our very first handbook, employee handbook, when there was just a couple of us within networks where we borrowed a couple of employee handbooks from other organizations that we knew and thought were pretty cool about honoring their employees, where we sat down and devised our own handbook. It wasn't a top-down, it wasn't the administrator's telling everybody, the worker bees, um, what the rules were, but everybody set the rules themselves. We set it together and we've continued to do that. Um, Diane mentioned our time to think. Um, this is um, our way of doing uh, performance evaluation, if we will. And it started within the first year of networks, becoming networks, where we went on a retreat together. And as an activity, we asked just a couple of questions of one another to kind of get a pulse on how things were going in this new, this new baby, this new organization. And we really wanted to hear from, from the few of us that were really networks, the personal feelings of how things were going. And so our time to think through our, our annual performance evaluations are kind of of the ilk of, you know, what are the things you like to do most? What are the things you put off? What are the things you wish you could be doing? If networks was even better, what else should we be doing for ourselves and our customers? Things like that. And these time to think so-called performance evaluations have led to, I think, some of our greatest ideas um, within networks to really support ourselves, to take care of ourselves and one another. Another fun thing that we do within networks, and it's not on a routine basis or any schedule whatsoever, is we send out what we call a breathe, B-R-E-A-T-H-E email to one another. And it started from a retreat that we had together. We like to get together and go away places and have retreats where we can spend time with one another and play and think and plan. And it was during one of these retreats, gosh, I don't even know how many years ago, that we talked about how, because we were all in various places, there was a need for us, we felt, to really come together and just breathe every once in a while together. So we set about this idea that when one of us would find something that was pretty cool, whether it be a quote or a photo 
or uh, an idea or an activity, a poem, a song or whatever, we just send it out to one another in a way with the title of um, the email just saying breathe. And it was a way that we could all just enjoy something together and take a breath together and remember that we're all a part of this together. Um, some other things that we've done over the years, um, we really encourage people to take additional classes and get certification for improving themselves and things that they are interested in, oftentimes coming from our time to think um, evaluations, if you will, performance evaluations. So some of these things that we study or pursue professionally, personally, are professional and they match with our job or our activities. And sometimes they don't. Sometimes they're just kind of things that we're interested in and they feed our souls as well as our brains. And Networks has tried in many occasions to help pay for these things or partly pay for these things. For some of us, this has included master's degrees or going back to school for different things and finishing up programs or certifications or what have you. And sometimes it's going someplace to learn or investing some time. We've also encouraged staff to get involved with other groups, um, be on other boards of directors and broaden their knowledge and their skills and their gifts to others. And we incorporate that in, even though maybe we're not getting paid for that, we incorporate that into who that person is and what their role is within networks. Um, we also offer various webinars and learning opportunities. And of course, they're offered free to our staff. And with our growing interest in what we call holistic practices, this has meant for many more of us to increase our own personal practices in both what we're doing and talking about and sharing with one another, as well as what we're teaching one another. And this might include yoga and meditation or various exercise things or dance or our spirituality, our music, our family connections. Um, we offer all kinds of things, diet, um, several of us have explored various ways of changing our diet. Um, some of us use things like yoga balls for our chairs and at our desks and have shared that with one another and encouraged one another to do this or have offered pieces of advice or ideas when we know that one, or, one of us is going through a tough time, um, whether it's reaching out to one another for a phone call or in my case, because I live in Hawaii, and it's a time difference. I'm always telling people, hey, if you're having a rough night, if you're sitting bedside with a family member or a loved one, um, and you need to talk to someone or you need someone just to listen to you or just to be there with you, please know that your middle of the night is just my evening, so please call. Um, we offer healing circle calls. This is something that we do through our holistic practices services. And it's offered to anyone and everyone, and it's a free service. It's something that I started probably about eight years ago, nine years ago with a circle of friends. And I think it's been, I don't know, maybe three years, four years, we've been offering it to others. And it's on the first Monday of the month, 8 p.m. Eastern time. It's an anonymous um, phone call where you call in and for about 20 minutes, one of us will lead, whether it's a meditation or a thought or a way to breathe together and to know that you're not alone. And we offer this to everyone and we record them and they're located on our website under our online university. Um, we used to offer spa days. They kind of just started as some of us were learning new fun tools and 
different massage techniques and things like that, we started having them once in a while just where we'd meet at one another's house. And for those of us who felt we could offer something to someone, whether it was Reiki or reflexology or a foot massage, we would offer that. And for those that felt that they couldn't offer something like that, maybe they'd offer, I remember Doris Hugh offering to teach people to knit. Some people brought food for us to eat and various things like that. We haven't done those spa days, I don't think, for a while. And it's going to be a little harder being that we're all virtual, but maybe we can incorporate them virtually somehow. I'm not sure. We also have offered free sessions of modalities as we're learning different things. So I remember when I first really studying, started studying various styles of massage, I would let my, my family, my ohana within networks know, hey, I've just taken this course and I need some bodies to practice on. Who wants a free session? And we'd offer things like that. And oftentimes we'd do it, imagine this, during the workday, right in the office. We used to have a massage therapist come in on paydays back in the day when we actually had to come to the office to get our pay checks and it wasn't something that was done direct deposit. So we've incorporated many, many things over the years. Um, we've also offered um, and regularly offer community bodywork clinics to the, to the public. We do that up in Northumberland County, um, Sunbury, where we've had a contract for many years. We used to offer them in Philadelphia. Unfortunately, they're on hold right now with the scares out there, personal contact and things like that. But we do offer, at other times, private sessions and such. And some of us work with hospice, where we do massage and other things with them and sit bedside regularly with people. We do many different things um, and things that both actually directly help us to take care of ourselves, but also to feed our souls and to keep us healthier and more connected. So I'm sure there's many more. Anybody else add anything that I've forgotten? One thing I do. Oh, thanks, Diane. We started a series a number of years ago, maybe two years ago, and these also are recorded and listed on our um, online university on our website, and they're called One Thing I Do. And it started a simple idea. Actually, Jessica Stover and I, in talking, just started talking and said, we should record this. Just one simple thing that we do each day to keep ourselves grounded. We've recorded a bunch of these, and we've asked various friends that we know, friends of networks, to also join in. We've also started a brand new series called On Being a Service Warrior, where we're interviewing, I'm interviewing people that I've had the extraordinary honor of meeting who have really walked through some fires in life, not your everyday typical life um, of trauma and problems and issues. And for one reason or another have come out the other side or are trying to come out the other side of things and choosing to be of service. So they also are on our online university. And Michelle, I'm sorry, are you gonna jump oh, in? No. <laughs> yeah, something just really practical that I've noticed we've been all picking up on more and more and sharing with one another is that since we are more virtual, we're not seeing each other as frequently, um, but we're also being tied to our desks a little bit more than before, that we're all being intentional about getting up and moving, uh, going for walks during the day, and even having some informal conversations with each other to stay connected while we're going for walks. Um, but it's really important. And that's, I think that's a big thing to mention that we need to get up and stretch and that we've been doing that um, and sharing that with one another and not feeling 
um, I guess this is for everyone listening too, who may listen, don't feel guilty for getting up from your computer and your work and stretching and moving about and getting out into the sunshine um, and taking that much needed break. It's really important as we take care of ourselves. That's so true. And thank you, Michelle and Diane for jumping in with these. And I think you're right, Michelle. And I think even in today where we're asking to, you know, um, hide away and self quarantine and all of that, we still need to get out into the air and the sunshine. We really need to do that. Yeah, Diane and I were talking, this is Doris, Diane and I were talking about that this morning. It's like, we could go outside, enjoy the sunshine. We don't have to stay in the house. We just can't go be with a whole big group of people. That's right. That's right. It's so important today and it's so important all the time. And yes, as we work more virtually, we got to get up from our desks. Absolutely. Anybody else chime in with anything else we're doing to take care of ourselves? Oh, I know I had one more thing on my list that I forgot about. One thing that we just instituted very recently and then had to shift a little bit because of the current crises is Networks is offering um, all employees a uh, gym membership. And so Shauna really researched for us and came up with um, a gym company, physical fitness kind of company indoors that um, meets all of our various locations. And so Networks offered an annual membership to all of us. Now, of course, we no sooner did that and offered that out to people to encourage people to, to exercise and take care of their bodies than, of course, this COVID-19 and self-quarantine and all of this have kind of risen up. So Shauna just reissued to all of us an email saying, in light of this, instead of the $250 gym membership that Networks was offering all of us, if some of us really can't use it or can't use it now, that Networks would reimburse us for other things. So one of the things I wrote back right away was, I take a lot of supplements and a lot of vitamins and they get quite costly. And so I asked if there was a way that it could go towards that because otherwise I have the luxury of being able to be outside to exercise year round. So that's another thing that we're doing. That's a very recent thing. Well, otherwise I think I'm gonna pass it on to Jess, who's gonna be Jessica Stover, who's gonna be talking about um, updates about our upcoming events and where we're at with all of that. Thanks Rosa. Hi everyone, Jessica Stover here um, at Networks. I am the Director of Training and Consultation. And clearly as we've been talking about in light of the COVID-19 and things that are coming down um, locally across the state, regionally as well as nationally and internationally, quite frankly, um, we've been taking a hard look of ensuring our own wellness as well as the wellness of others, our friends, and our constituents. So we've been making some decisions really on kind of a case-by-case -case basis, essentially, um, because things change every day for sure, of shifting some of our online in-person trainings, or I'm sorry, some of our in-person trainings to online, um, postponing some in-person events, and really kind of ramping up more of our online offerings, which is something we've been doing gradually, but now um, being much more aware and um, kind of actualizing that a bit more. Um, so you'll see uh, coming down the pike here in, in the future, um, more online offerings, some shifts, some emails coming out of things shifting a little bit um, for the interim at least, 
but certainly ramping up um, what we do. So again, if you go to the network's website, www.networksfortraining.org, and you click on online university, it'll be at the very top of the page. Uh, it's the one, two, three, fourth selection um, from the left-hand side. You click on online university, and right now we have a lot of different things loaded in there, um, articles, things of that nature, but we're also going to be putting in more uh, surrounding different podcasts from our different service areas, um, webcasts, which are pre-recorded um, audio and visual um, sessions, as well as live webinars, which then will be archived and be available for viewing at a later time. Uh, we're additionally adding more content to our uh, YouTube channel. So if you search for Networks for Training and Development, Inc., on YouTube, uh, you can find our channel and see the various videos we have loaded in there to date. Um, so even in the face of this, um, when a group of us was talking the other day, in the face of this uncertainty, there is this piece of opportunity um, where we can think differently and stretch ourselves and adjust and adapt because that's what life's about, adjusting and adapting and moving forward. That's what I think that we're really doing, and I'm certain that that's really how we're shining. Um, there is opportunity in all of this. One, being more aware of our own health and wellness, staying connected or more connected to our friends, families, and neighbors, but also pushing ourselves to try different things, different online platforms, trying to bring the content to our audience and constituents in new and exciting ways while still being mindful of what's going on in the world. So um, if I missed anything, I hope my friends here will chime in. Did I, did I miss out on anything we wanted to mention? Well, then with that said, or unsaid, with that unsaid I'm going to pass it to Diane Kehoe, who's going to share some more about different things um, as far as working from home and different technologies and tools. And just as a leading off we're not endorsing any product if i happen to mention the name of the product it's just just what's working for us right now okay there are so many varieties of tools out there one thing we found and for working at home when we started out this was the key to it all was going to be our staff workspace you know so the first thing networks did was help staff get the office equipment and furniture needed to ensure that they have healthy working environments. And the starting point for that was ergonomics. And one of our breeds was actually sharing of a blog on ergonomics by Shauna, saying, hey, while you're all thinking about this, check this out. And maybe we'll post that link on our website under the podcast for you so you get to see what we based our decisions on. One of the first things is chairs. If you look in our offices, you're going to see traditional office chairs, backless kneeling chairs, drafting stools um, that are height adjustable, yoga ball chairs, as Rosa shared. Um, one of our staff even secured a gaming chair that was designed specifically for her small stature, which she's always struggled with. Now, we have a variety of desks. You know, the desk doesn't have to be that traditional desk. We have standing desks, we have mobile ones on wheels because people don't all live in big homes. Some of us live in apartments and when we're working at home, we have to think, how am I going to make this work in this small space? 
So we were able to work with folks to figure out what chairs, what desks made sense for them. You know, good positioning has included lumbar cushions, seat cushions, footrests, armrests, all designed to make people be able to work more comfortably. And we also, as we moved into remote work, how do you keep your workspace from encroaching on your home space? So the use of bookcases or cabinets that this is where I keep that stuff so that it's not encroaching all over my home. Software has been a friend as technology has advanced right now. It makes work, remote work really pretty easy to happen. Um, things like Office 365 or Adobe Creative Cloud, all of our staff, no matter how remote they are, have the most current versions of the software they need without having to worry about the tech person having to run all over the place and install stuff. Um, we've also been able to share and edit documents collaboratively. Our marketing services use things like Canva and Hootsuite. Two tools that have been very strong for us are the use of Dropbox and Zoom, but there are so many storage options out there for all different price points and uses. I encourage you to look for them. Things that we learned you had to look for were not only file storage, but can I share and collaborate with my, the files that I store? And can I create team folders so that we know where things go? And Zoom has been a really good tool. The free tool is great, but the business tool we have allows us not to have to worry about that little 40 minute timer. Yeah. Some staff have used apps and devices to remind them to take a break. Thank you, Michelle, for talking about that. Things like Stretchly, Unhook, or Micro Breaks all give you little reminders, or some of them just out and out shut down your apps and say, no, it's time to take a break, depending how aggressive you need your reminder to be. I don't know what, if one of our staff wanna share things that they've used as far as those kind of remind me to take a break things. <laughs> um, this is Rosa. I will, um, I set timers for myself. If I know it's a day that's where I'm going to be sitting at my computer a lot or a day of multiple webinars or things like that, that I'm leading or participating in, I'll set a timer for myself, a recurring timer for at least one and a half hours to remind me to get up and move or whatever. I also will early in the day set out a pitcher of cucumber water or basil water or something like that. So I just keep refilling and it's within my visual field. And I also put out like um, a jar of uh, nuts or a bowl of nuts or other things that can just sit out all day that I need to, it will be a visual reminder to me to come snack and take care of myself. Thank you. Anyone else? This is Shauna. I um, have an Apple Watch uh, that I wear most, uh, most of the day um, and it monitors my, my heart rate and things like that, but it also reminds me to breathe. <laughs> and so it's funny when that notification pops up, I will stop whatever I'm doing if I'm able to do so, in most cases I am, and get up, stretch, breathe, and it's like a minute or two and it really makes a difference. Uh, I know Michelle and I, you know, we live relatively close to each other and both have furry friends that rely on us. We'll sometimes just shoot a text and say, I'm taking an hour break and I'm gonna take the dog over to the dog park. You wanna meet me there? <laughs> yes, we have done that. <laughs> We've done that, you know, and it's not mm -hmm. 
forbidden to talk about work while you're there. <laughs> right. We frequently do. And I yeah. think sometimes as well that our dogs are our our clocks because they're they want some attention so they kind of force us to get up so <laughs> they're an interesting um diversion a good diversion at times to get up yeah. and move because they want some attention so whatever works for you to remind you if you're going to be working remotely especially during this time where you may not be used to remote work really take care to set those timers for yourself um and again communication we found is very key to making remote work positive and productive because we have to stay connected to one another and we have to still be a cohesive group so email texting and not just about work sometimes it's just about what's going on in our lives humorous jokes being shared whatever um, just sharing with one another and connecting through email texting via zoom however we do it um, one other key thing that may, has made technology work for us in remote work, and it's sometimes one of our biggest struggles, is anything we use has to be accessible. Uh, we have employees who have accessibility needs. They have disabilities that require certain assistive technologies, and if our tools will not work for them or wind up excluding them, then we failed in our remote work. So it's being very cautious that whatever you use makes works for everybody on the team. Um, so we do encourage that. And if staff need assistance figuring it out, that's part of what Next Networks does is help pe people figure out how to live, work, and play more independently and more fully. So why not use that for our staff as well? And help one another do those things as well. I don't know if anyone else has anything else to share. I have one thing, this is Michelle. Um, so I think in regards to connecting with each other for pertinent information, um, we don't always use email. Uh, sometimes it's the phone, sometimes it's texting and it may seem common sense, but sometimes you need to reach someone quickly and knowing the best way to reach them and how they operate and what their schedule is, is really helpful. And for many of us, it, it's a quick text to say, hey, um, are you available to talk instead of sending an email that someone might not say. So it may seem common sense, but it's really, really important mm -hmm. um, and it works for us. And for us, the, you know, the actual hard technology of making sure all staff have laptops they have printers at home for remote stuff and online stuff we have microphones and green screens and headsets making sure people have the equipment so that remote work is easily facilitated not a constant struggle of how am i going to do this um shauna sure okay thank you um thank you everyone for um providing your insight and ideas um we haven't figured out everything, you know, but we figured out quite a bit. So um, in no way are we saying we're, you know, top ex experts in this area of working remotely, but we figured out a lot and we thought it would be helpful um, to share that with, with, with all of you that are listening. So um, this is actually the second installment of our series of Getting to Know Networks. Um, stay tuned for some future topics. I think we'll be talking about our individual passions, maybe that's coming up next.
Um, otherwise, um, thanks for listening and uh, have a great day. Be well. Thank you for listening. We hope the information provided was helpful. Don't forget to stop by our website and take advantage of all we have to offer. If you want to be kept informed of upcoming events, subscribe to our channel to be kept up to date on our future programs. Click on the link provided in the description if you wish to receive emails about our upcoming events and offerings.